members of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. The one and only Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We will talk about you right in front of you. Kathy's <laughs> going to start us off today. Kathy's over in Austin, Texas. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Great. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I've heard you all advise against using credit cards in favor of debit cards or cash. Mm-hmm. So my question is, why shouldn't my husband and I take advantage of getting credit card points for travel expenses that are required for work, but are going to be reimbursed by the employer? So your employer is so poor, they require you to advance them for your own travel? No, sir. <laughs> Well, why do they require you to advance them for their own for your own travel? You're traveling on behalf of an employer, and they're not paying for it in advance. Why are they making you no. pay for it for them? Well, that's that's the uh, established protocol. Uh. Yeah. Why? I don't know. We haven't asked them. Yeah. So I mean, you gonna- you understand that if they decide not to pay you one month, that those are your credit cards. This is true. And you understand that I'm the guy that's been counseling and coaching people for 35 years. So I'm the guy that had the guy walk in with $11,000 on his Amex that was supposed to be reimbursed. But when he went to the office that day, there was a padlock on the door and they'd filed chapter 11. He got nada. He had $11,000 on his Amex. Amex didn't care if his company had gone broke. They wanted their money. Understandable. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a problem, isn't it? For him? Absolutely. For well, you, too. why are you different? Well, we haven't we haven't experienced that same situation that you just described. I know, but so you're exposed to that exact same risk. This is true, and all for an airline mile. It's almost impossible to use. So, I, I think if you're gonna, you know, if you're willing to take that risk, uh, I'd be very scared about it. Uh, it is standard in corporate America. Somehow corporate America has conned its employee base into taking a, a loan on their behalf with the promise of repayment mm. um, and taking the risk for that and, and acting like it's not, no big deal. But it is, it's a real deal. I've noticed it many, many times going sideways on people. The other thing people do is they run up stuff on their credit card because uh, they're just not watching that's not reimbursable. And so they end up with a reimbursement check that's less than a balance. That's right. Yeah, you could you could spend something on that credit card and think, oh, I'll get reimbursed for this. But Becky down in accounting might not think so. And so you're on the hook for that. But you got an airline mile. But you got your airline mile. And when you use a debit card, the strangest thing happens. You pay more attention because it's like real money. So here's the deal, Kathy. couple things. Number one, when you use a credit card, you are likely to spend it to spend more than when you use a debit card, period. Mm -hmm. Tons of research showing that because it it doesn't have the same friction, marketers call it, in your brain. A lot more. So your chances of spending more are higher. Where you're doing it on behalf of an employer hoping for reimbursement, your chances of making a mistake are higher. Uh, Obviously, you don't think that any of this applies to you, but it does. 
It does. And so you're, you're just more susceptible to risk and to problems. Uh, and, and then the third thing is this. And I think the most compelling argument is this. I have never met a single millionaire that says, Dave, you know, I made it all on my airline miles. <laughs> that was my breakthrough. My financial difference, the difference maker in my financial plan was I took a billion-dollar company that studies consumer behavior in depth, and I was smarter than them. <laughs> I whipped them. I didn't spend more, and I got airline miles, and I actually used the airline miles. I actually gamed the system, and I became a millionaire because of it. Never met one, not in 30 years of doing this. Well, let me take it a step further. I know a lot of middle-class broke people who think they're gaming the system, and are walking, strutting around, acting like they got something with an airline mile, but they really didn't at the end of the day. I'll take it a step further, Dave. I don't like supporting companies that their entire uh, model for having revenue is built on failure. Failure to pay, failure to pay on time. I don't like that. I like companies that offer a service that really would like to help you and they get revenue from giving you something or helping you do something or giving you a service. I can't support a company where the only way they make money is by people failing to pay, failing to pay on time. That's that's the the top seller right there. The they, I don't like the that. way they get them in the churn is they offer an airline mile. And oh, by the way, Consumer Reports says seventy eight percent of the airline miles are never redeemed. So yeah. I, I know Kathy's maybe in the twenty two percent, but and she may get a hundred percent reimbursement, and she, she may never overspend. But you are playing with snakes, Kathy. Look, everybody says, I pay my card off every month. But all I know is this. There's a trillion dollars in credit card debt. So somebody's lying. Yeah. And it's up right now. Yeah. And somebody's uh, you lying. Know, and I got to tell you, the number of people that we've coached out of credit card debt over the years that said, it, you know, it all started mm -hmm. because I was trying to get a free airline ticket. Mm -hmm. and, and here's the other one. This one's humorous to me. This is not, Kathy didn't bring this up, but we'll just keep on this subject for a minute. Um, the discover points, you get, you get two, you get two <laughs> points back. Yeah. So you get 2%. 2%. So here's the deal. You spend a hundred dollars to get $2. Now Big explain whoop. to me how that causes wealth Ugh. that you, in order to get $2, you spend a hundred. Yeah. What math class did you people go to? Mm, the school of the broke. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's that that's the kind of stuff that's out there. And so what I studied and the way we came up with the process that we use here is common sense that grandma had. And I studied where companies are being predatory and mm -hmm. I stay away from snakes. Mm -hmm. And I studied wealthy people and I find out what wealthy people do. Yep. And yes, some wealthy people, Kathy, do have a credit card and some of them do pay it off every month. But none of them claim that that was somehow a financial breakthrough. That's right. And, and you're already spending more mental calories on this than it's worth, even if you're getting full redistribution on this. So you ask why, that's why. You spend more, you're more likely on a travel expense account to spend money that's not reimbursable because, oh, I'll get my airline miles back. Oh, I'll buy, I'll buy two instead of three. Mm -hmm. I'll buy three instead of two because I get my airline miles back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so you're more likely to spend more. You're higher risk when you are loaning this corporate America characters your money, hoping they're going to pay you back each month. 
scary stuff. And we have seen the times that they didn't. You can't just assume. Assuming will get you in trouble. You know what they say about it. Yeah, I've heard. This is The Ramsey Show. Most break-ins happen when your home is the most vulnerable in the middle of the day when no one is home. So I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. They're the best at what they do, protecting your whole home. Their award-winning system is backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security. And my listeners get 20% off their system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafedirect.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nikki is in Montgomery, Alabama. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Okay. We have just recently found out that my husband's boss is actively trying to sell the company. Um, we're the only ones in the company that know this right now, simply because my husband's kind of the financial guy who was going to be the one to gather all that financial information to potential buyers. So we do have a heads up, which is a blessing. Um, he, the boss has also indicated that we would be getting a severance of about 200,000. Of course, taxes will have to come out of that. My question is after taxes, how should we manage this, knowing we're going into a season likely of no income? Well, if you know that you're going into a season of likely no income, can you prepare on the front end so that you don't have a season of likely no income? Well, with him being the, the financial person of the, of the company, mm-hmm. we just kind of feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, to stay until the last day. I'm not. Su- I'm not be. suggesting not staying necessarily. But why not go ahead and have a job lined up? Yeah. That after the last day, you start the next day. Well, we have started looking. Um, we just we don't know if this will be in sixty days or six months. Mm-hmm. We're just not sure yet on mm-hmm. on, on that. We're yeah, but you can go ahead and get some. You can get some leads in the pipeline that you tighten right. up as you do know. Right. And we're working on that. He's already had um, a few interviews, um, okay. well, nothing real substantial yet, but he has had a few interviews. That's so great. That, that is a good so he's the CFO. Right. He okay. Is. And how large a company? Um, I'm not real sure. Um, just in our discussions um, with these brokers who are kind of, the, I guess, the middleman on trying to get this sale completed. Or we're in the very beginnings of it, but in the where these brokers have indicated this would be, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so they've got they've got how many employees? Um, my guess is probably two fifty to three hundred. So you think I'm he'll fire all of them? Um, I don't know. Okay. We don't really know how that's all going to shake out. Okay. All right. Well, I, in order for me to stay, if I'm your husband, you're going. You're you're going to have to sit down with. You need to sit down with his boss tomorrow, and just say, you know, I'm willing to stay with you and help you complete this transaction, like we've been talking about. But my only requirement is that you put the severance package in writing, 
and in order to do that and that you keep an open line of communication with me so that I have good timing issues so I can line okay. up my next thing to, you know, to line up with this. If I, if you surprise me, since you're not telling anybody else and you decide you're not going to tell me something mm-hmm. and I get surprised, I'm going to leave you with this. My obligation. I totally agree with that. Yeah, your, I mean, your what husband's would be the- obligation to him goes away if he's not willing to a put the severance in writing, b put a uh, promise to an open line and perform to an open line of continuous communication about timing and probability okay. and whatever. We're not asking for any of the ten million. We're not asking for any of that. That's not yours. That's his. He owns it. But he does owe you if you're gonna if your husband's gonna stick with him he does owe him communication Mm -hmm. and the severance in writing otherwise i'm gonna go ahead and leave now yeah because what where's the negative side of his boss doing that for him i mean i can't think of a negative downside if he's really gonna do it all right okay but this guy is secretive and doesn't want to tell anybody and um you know, I, I, you don't need to blow off all, all your customers and all your employees. I agree with that. But he's really, really holding this close. I mean, the, the, the phrase that scared me, Nikki, is when you said the only reason we found out was because he needed my husband's help, meaning that this guy really isn't d- discussing this with his senior leadership team, and he really owes them a discussion. Right. That That's how I'm interpreting that is. Yeah that he needed he needed my husband yeah otherwise you would have known nothing yeah otherwise you would have known nothing yeah so the other senior people are going to be hung out high and dry that's what you're telling me wow and so that scares Mm -hmm. me dealing with this guy this guy's he's hardcore so i'm going to be a little hardcore back and just go you're going to communicate with me and you're going to put the severance package in writing and then you can keep working the interviews and and line up something where you start the next day and the two hundred thousand dollar severance package actually becomes a signing bonus then hmm. right it's extra money now mm-hmm. should we get this this two hundred thousand of course less taxes mm-hmm. how do you think we should manage that if you have a new job that's equal you just throw it on the baby steps wherever you are Okay. If well, you basically, don't, we're debt. Yeah, we're debt oh. free. Uh, we have just a tiny mortgage, um, mm-hmm. like forty grand on our mortgage. Okay. Would you say hang on to that, or I would? Or just, I, if if you have the out? new job, I'd pay off the mortgage the day you got the severance. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you don't, okay. then I'm going to hold on to cash like crazy until we land the new job, and then I'm going to okay. pay off the mortgage and and do some investing and some generosity and some enjoyment. Mm-hmm. After going through yeah. the stress of this, he may want to go. You guys may want to go on a really nice high end cruise for two weeks. And you should. Oh yeah. Oh, that That's sounds great. great. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go too? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Sure. Now, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about the Walmart on the seas. I'm no, no, talking no, no, about no, no, the no. good stuff. Okay. The good stuff. Yes. <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling in, Nikki. Good stuff. Stuff. Uh, Hunter is in Houston, Texas. Hey, Hunter, what's up? Hey, D- Dave and Jade, how y'all doing? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Good. I am uh, 26 years old, uh, exploring a, uh, a company change in the residential construction field. Uh, it would be good for the debt paying off, but I'm not sure if it's a great move for the career. Do you Why? mind if I go on with? Why would it be a bad move for the career? So, so the current company I work for is a high end. Uh, custom construction uh, residential homes mm-hmm. um, totally 63000 take home uh, I have no benefit um, and uh, except the gas car that pays me 6000 annually 
Uh, I just received a 5% raise last week after 10 months of the company, mm-hmm. but I'm still underpaid for my industry. Mm-hmm. Um, due to this, I've picked up a side hustle, giving me an extra 8,500 annually. All in, uh, I'm about 77. What's the new guy offering? The new guy is a Fortune 500 company offering 90 to 95,000 base plus uh, bonus. And, you, and it, that's not a good career year. move. Why? It's not a good, I, I, my gut tells me, uh, sir, I'm, I'm building three custom homes totaling out to $11 million. And, uh, something tells me if I'm busting my butt in front of, uh, people that can afford this kind of stuff, when it's my turn to, uh, start my own company, I, I might just land in the right, right, right network. Nah. You don't think so? No. You're 26. Yes, sir. Nobody's hiring you to build an $8 million house. You're right. Sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but. That's okay. I'm just being truthful. Um, I like you. Yeah. I think you're a sharp guy. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'm thinking, you know, in, in five years maybe, but in five years you've lost $200,000 of income not working for these other folks. Mm-hmm. So, Correct. Yeah. And you stated to me that even after a 5% raise, you're still underpaid by the industry. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing. Why would they do yes, that? Sir. Yes, sir. Something there's something bothering you about your current company, and it's because because of the statement they're making by underpaying, and it feels like you know they know they're underpaying. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I'm. That's not. If there's other reasons to not change, maybe. But I think I'd go ahead and take the other gig. You got plenty of time to become a custom builder and you'll build up your own network. But working for free or cheap and somebody taking advantage of you is what you're talking about. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Mm-mm. Nope, I'm walking. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And they're design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100 percent satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 50 percent off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We have people who tune into every episode of The Ramsey Show. They can answer all the questions, and they're still stressed out and stuck. Why? Because knowing what to do with your money isn't the problem. You have to actually do it. Personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. I know I'm not supposed to eat donuts. But if I eat them anyway, the knowing doesn't matter. See, it's the behavior change that gives you the results. And the proven way to get this is with Financial Peace University. It's no help with the donuts, but it'll help with the budget. 
and the getting out of debt. I promise you. The class is the difference between trying to get in shape and just thinking about it and reading books about it or actually getting a personal trainer and an appointment at the gym to do the work. That's why this class has worked for 10 million people. And after nine weeks and nine lessons and being with this superhero called a coordinator that will love you enough to tell you the truth and encourage you, you'll make progress faster than you ever have in your life. And I know you think you already know it all. You do. But you're not doing it. Common sense has always been around. But I still helped 10 million people implement the common sense with financial peace university i can get all of ramsey stuff in a book yep you sure can you can but i can promise you the people that go through financial peace university have a much higher probability of becoming millionaires than those that buy a book and put it on their coffee table and use it as a coaster and that's what happens a lot so don't just listen to the show and say i already don't go you got to go do this stuff jump into financial peace university RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Hey, if you're enjoying this show and you want to help us out, follow us, subscribe, click the follow button, the subscribe button, click the share button, share the show, share a link of the show, the podcast, the YouTube, uh, tell people where we're, you're watching us on TBN and what time or your local radio station, wherever you're consuming the show, let people know about it. And that helps all of us. Um, and, um, since you are our marketing plan, uh, we need your help. Thank you very much. Todd is with us. Todd is in Miami. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hello, Dave. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, I have a problem with, uh, parents saying no to parents. Uh, but long, uh, uh, take a long story. I did your, I did your course. I mm-hmm. did it back in 2016. Mm-hmm. It was hard. One of the worst things that went to, I didn't even know I was in debt. So I want to thank you for that. Sure. I built up a nice little cushion, bought me in, some income properties, mm-hmm. did hair, everything, cooked in the crock pot, mm-hmm. did everything I was supposed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my mother's husband passed, no life insurance, knowing that they were together, together for 30 years. Now, She's in my hands because my, my, you know, other siblings can't take, can't do anything. So she wants a nice condo. I get it. I'm, I have a real estate license also. So it was kind of easy, but it wasn't easy because you have to put 20% down. There's a 30. There's well, 30 wait, 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 stop Who has that. to put 20% down? You? We did. Yes, yeah, we. Did. Me. Well, I bought it for her, but I put my name on the team. Okay. So you bought a condo for your mom to live in. Why? Why couldn't she live in on her own? She didn't, that's what she wanted. How old are you? 52. That's what she wanted. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care what she wants. And, and why are you saying it like, if she says it, that's what it is. You're like 52 yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah. How old is mom? 75 in good health. Yeah. And, and she has absolutely no money. I, you know, when he passed, I said, well, okay, well, this is good. I mean, they lived well. And I thought automatically you had some kind of policy. I just, the way they were going and the Christmases and the things, I thought hey, that Todd. was already taken care of. Hey, but Todd, it was, d- d- yeah. does she have any money? 
Well, she has two pensions and Social Security, but it's not enough to cover the expenses. They just went up on the HOA fees over there. Uh, and we had to put six months in reserve, so that's like $6,000. So, uh, and I want my kitchen done, and I want the, 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 the so Wait, that's your mom said, talking? That's your mom talking? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I bought the book. I just told your producer, the guy, so I read the book two times, and I'm, I'm struggling. I said no which, yesterday. Which, which book? Uh, boundaries. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, so the answer is no the, to all of these yeah. things. You got to start learning how to say and, no. Yeah. So how much so is I'm the condo? I'm not con- getting any phone calls or anything. I don't, I don't care. How much is the condo payment? It was a, uh, the no. condo. The, payment. The, the monthly is, payment. Uh, 972. Okay. And she's supposed to be paying that. Right. And she has two pensions and social security, so she can pay a $900 payment. Right. Good. But, Good. Okay. And, you know, and, she likes to, and the HO, but there's no, but I know the only, but I, know is I, get mom. For this one. I, I want to know you doing this for your mom. What's the implication financially for you? Well, my question is keeping gone you from? down substantially. Uh, I wanted to buy two more income properties because I want to retire. I work in construction and I don't want to be, you know, I, uh, I'm doing things to, 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 to change my whole career. Mm-hmm. Well, and is, um, did okay, buy- what's your net worth, Todd? My net worth, uh, I guess the, the two properties, I have about $200,000 equity one. At about now, what, $50,000 in savings. I have a small pension from a government, couple of government jobs I have. What, what do you make a year? About one twenty-five. Okay. You do not have the money to help your mother any further. I know. Okay. I know. Not like you don't, this. You don't have enough money. You didn't call me up with a $10 million net worth. If it was chump change and you wanted to go fix a kitchen, fine. But But she's basically completely out of control emotionally. And I don't know where you got or she got the idea that you're obligated to give her a condo and fix the kitchen and, 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 and. Mm -hmm. Now, when people don't respect boundaries, and Henry Cloud talks about in the book Boundaries, and then you set a boundary, please don't expect them to accept it graciously. So I suspect her little spoiled self's pretty pissed off at you. Yes, very. Yeah. So, oh, well. Oh, well. I know that's right. I'm sorry. I'm back on when you said, and she want. She said she needs a nice. You know, is almost making these demands on you. Have you said to her, Mom? I, I, you know, I'm doing the best I can with my money. I, I want to help you get set up. But I got you into a condo. Yeah, you can afford it. Yeah, and if you can't live with that, then uh, I guess you'll need to move, and I'll sell the condo. But Uh I'm, I'm willing to let you live here. I've already done this much, and I, I just can't do any more. And I can't. I can't. No, you really I, can't. I you don't have any money. You don't have enough money. No, and, not, and, at, not at this age. And mm-hmm. I was doing well. Not any age. I mean, you don't have enough money. It's a math thing. Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't make $600,000 a year and have $10 million. It's not, that's not your numbers. Mm-hmm. So, And you, you, you know, the reason you called her is you know she's weird and out of control, right? I know. Yeah. I mean, she's your mom. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that, but I mean... That, that what she's doing is whacked. So you just got to smile and go, nah. Huh. 
did. <laughs> Done all I can do. Sorry, Mom. Love you, but not do anymore. My love does I'm not. not my love for you does not indicate that I have to be out of control. Nor am I at an age or a net worth where I take orders from people. Are you the only kid, Todd? No, but I'm the go-to. I can hey, you're the golden child for the whole family, mm-hmm. and I've got. I said no like three times <laughs> this year, and I. I don't get any more phone calls. That's all right. Just, you know, keep what? saying no. It's good practice. Yeah, you just got to build your muscle, and she'll figure it out eventually. She'll understand that no actually means no. It's a complete sentence. <laughs> Sad. I'm sorry, honey. It is. It's hard when it's your mom, but she's she's being whack, dude. Yeah, she's out of control. That's whack. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're talking about your life and your money. It is a free call, 888-825-5225. Stephen is in New Orleans. Hi, Stephen. How can we help? Yes, my uh, wife and I are uh, navigating a family tragedy and have recently gotten a reasonable check to deal with as well and i was hoping to get an outside opinion on what we should do with it okay tell us what's going on uh the check is from a two-year battle over a homeowner's insurance claim a couple of large hurricanes came through louisiana and damaged our home and it's a seventy thousand dollar check we have very little debt and uh, two months ago, our uh, five-year-old son died. Oh my! And it's uh, very—it's difficult to know what to do. It's difficult to breathe. Uh, That's nearly impossible. Yeah. What happened to your son, huh? Uh, my son was born with a series of heart defects. He had to have an open heart surgery when he was five months old mm-hmm. and had to have a second one last October that we knew was coming. And it was supposed to last for, we were hoping for decades, but unfortunately after the surgery, he, his heart function took a dive and we got him on the heart transplant list. But, he didn't make it that long. I'm so sorry. Wow. Yeah, he fought a long time, didn't he? Well, uh, he was in the ICU for five months, mm-hmm. and yeah, he uh, yeah. he won a hell of a fight. What was his name? James Edward Cochran. James? No, Kane. Kane. Okay. Kane. Okay. Wow. Wow. Stephen, I'm so sorry. Um. So. I can't even imagine, you know, I, I can't breathe, and, it's, and, I, and I just met you a minute ago. I can't even imagine being in your old situation. Um, what I tell folks to do, and this is from decades of doing this, is anytime you're in a situation where there's um, a tragedy, the loss of a loved one primarily, try not to make any big decisions while you can't breathe. And... um You'll, you will, uh, your memories will always be there and the pain will always be there, but your mind will clear 
over the coming months. The fog will start to lift, and right now you're just walking along and you see something or you hear something, and it activates and a wave hits you right now. Is that right? Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. That'll happen less and less and less, and it's not because you're going to forget him. That's we right. don't we don't want anybody to do that. It's just because you're managing through the grief process, and um, but no one is thinking. No one. If Dr. John Deloney has two PhDs and one of them is in counseling, were he facing this, he would not be thinking clearly. It, it would it takes the best of minds and brains and puts a fog on them to go through what you all are going through. So we always tell folks, if you can, try doing nothing with it that is a big money expense. So, for instance, if someone calls and uh, had a lady call the other day, had been married 50 years and her husband passed away and she got a $600,000 life insurance check. And she said, what do we do? And I said, well, it's been two weeks. You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to park this right. in a high-yield savings account. And then six months from now, when you can start to breathe a little bit better, your mind will be a little bit clearer. We can talk about it, or even a year from now. And so if you don't need, it sounds like you don't have any debt, you said, except a little bit and on the house. And, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are zombie mode, robot mode, whatever you call it, going back to work, trying to re, you know restart lives. And Are you back to work or are you still out? My Well, I quit my job uh, two years ago and got back in school. And our plan was that I would stay home with him and do school while my wife worked. And this has left me, I, I am still not working the prospect of trying to go out and find a job and meet people. Um, Usually, some some days that it sounds okay. Most days, mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah, I understand. Um, my so, wife is so, a, a little bit different. She she still works. Mm-hmm. Um, she was kind of established at her job, so mm-hmm. she she finds a little bit of solace going in when she can, sure. when she wants to. Well, I I would be working with uh, someone to help me walk through the grief, and they can help you figure out the timing of plugging back in. Because there's a positive element to plugging back in. It's not punishment. Um, and it's not disrespectful to your son um, to go on and have a life. Um, uh, and so you, you're going to do that. And you're going to do that in reasonable timing, and you're going to do that. But in the meantime, uh, if you guys can make your bills, and I guess you can off of your wife's income, I'm going to just take the 70 k and park it in a CD for six months and just cry for six months and get through the get through the worst of this and yeah get your new your new reality the new career saddle and climb into it and you know i i gotta tell you january is gonna look a lot different than june mm-hmm. yeah. it is it is and again it's not it, disrespecting your son his memory uh, by any stretch of the imagination but um but the best thing you can do is to be healthy and to walk the path to get healthy. And uh, to, part of that's being plugged back in. And so if you're working, she's working, we're working a plan. We're looking back into the future again. We're not living in a dark cloud in January um, or, or less of a dark cloud. Then you're going to be able to make much better decisions. So try not to do anything with big money or big money decisions 
for six months at least. I like a year, but at least six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, I'm so sorry, man. I can't even imagine. But I am going to encourage you to lean into the grieving process and maybe even get somebody to talk to about that. It won't hurt anything at all. Uh, because as bad as it sucks, the only thing that sucks worse is for you to still be sitting in exactly the same place six months from now. And that's not okay. Uh, for you, I want, I want you to have a better life than that. And, uh, but boy, I, I can't imagine how sad, um, I just can't get my head around it. Hey, thanks for the call. If we can help further, Stephen, you call us anytime. We're here for you. So there's a uh, an element, Jade, that we talk about here all the time for the listener out there to the us talking to Stephen. They're listening in mm-hmm. twenty million plus of them. Um, anytime you're in a trauma situation, the brain shuts down. Dr. Deloney talks about mm-hmm. this. And he does. like, for instance, during COVID, we had Dr. Deloney on every day telling people, okay, you're, you're in a weird situation. A whole bunch of people are freaking out. You remember how nasty people got during COVID? They were mean. Man. They were scared. Going off. Because your brain shuts down all the critical thinking skills when you're in trauma, it floods the chemicals over the critical. So if you're standing in the middle of the interstate and you hear, and there's a horn coming at you, and you're like, God, I'm about to die with an 18 wheeler, your brain does not have time to say, well, let's discuss what will happen if the 18 wheeler, which weighs a whole lot more, continues to come at 74 miles an hour and impacts your body of 160 pounds. What will, does it, what will the physics of that be? Your brain does not have time to do that so mm-hmm. your brain naturally shuts down in a traumatic situation and says get out of the way and your most primitive part kicks in the lizard brain we call it and so uh anytime you're in trauma you don't make big decisions because your lizard brain is making the decisions your critical thinking skills are shut off so don't make big decisions in those situations and we all have different things that cause that to happen to our brain mm-hmm. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.